This episode of Tub Talk is brought to you by Linode. Visit linode.com forward slash Tub Talk and see why Linode has been voted the top infrastructure as a service provider by both G2 and Trust Radius. From their award-winning support, offered 24 by 7 by 365 to every level of user, to ease of use and setup, it's clear why developers have been trusting Linode for projects both big and small since 2003. Linode offers the industry's best price-to-performance value for all compute instances, including shared, dedicated, high memory GPUs and their upcoming bare metal release. Linode makes cloud computing simple, affordable and accessible, allowing you to focus on your customers, not your infrastructure. Visit linode.com forward slash tub talk and create a free account with your Google, GitHub or email address and you'll get $100 in credit. That's linode.com forward slash tub talk for $100 in credit. Hello and welcome to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, I am very excited for today's interview for two reasons. Firstly, it is the first in-person interview I've recorded in what feels like years. The pandemic has meant that Zoom has become the default for these type of interviews, so it's really great. It feels good to actually sit down and talk to someone face-to-face again. And second reason I'm I'm excited today, our guest today is a longtime friend of mine and a huge supporter of the managed service provider community here in the UK and further afield. Robert Gibbons is the business development manager of Cara Technology, a Macclesfield-based MSP and a leading provider of support solutions to businesses in the northwest of England. Now, Robert is the former partner area lead, or PAL, for the Microsoft Small Business Specialist community. He's also the group lead for the Tech Tribe Northwest England Peer Group, which kicks off tonight, more on that later, and is someone who I think has been instrumental in keeping the MSP community alive and thriving over the past 10 years. Rob, welcome to Subtalk, my friend. How are you doing? Well, after that introduction, I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. We will get more into the community things, but it's so wonderful to actually see you in person. It you know, is. This, you know, I've done so many interviews over Zoom, and they've been great with some phenomenal guests, but... Uh, I'm in Manchester at the moment, or Rochdale more specifically, and we're here for the uh, the Tech Tribe uh, Tribal Gathering. We're yep. kicking off a series of user groups around uh, the UK and soon to be around the world as well. And you're going to head up the Manchester group. So I was like, this is a great opportunity to sit down, chew the fat with my friends, and record <laughs> an episode of Tub Talk as well. So thank you. Absolutely, it's uh, it's a pleasure. It's it's something that I thought, you know, whilst you were here, it's great to be having a face to face podcast yeah um, because you know we've done a lot of technology a lot of zoom interviews and teams interviews but to be here face to face is really really yeah really good and you and i have done all sorts of media stuff together we've been at the we were talking earlier today we did a series of videos at the london stock exchange yeah in london and uh, we've done all sorts of uh, uh, sort of speaking gigs and things together but today we're in I think a really beautiful location. So we're in Rochdale, which is in the northwest of the country, but we're in the offices of Zen Software. Yes, that's right. We're in the offices of Zen Software, um, who are within Zen Internet as well. So a yeah. lot of MSPs will know Zen Internet. Um, it's a fantastic location for us to do some techie uh, techie talks. Techie talks. So we're in the uh, we're in the, the boardroom at Zen Software. Zen Internet been very gracious in accommodating us here. They've been a top ISP in the UK for like 
17 years plus or whatever, consistently top, aren't they, of the uh, the ISP yep. charts. But but we're not here to talk about our hosts today, Zem. Nope. We're here to talk about Rob Gibbons. <laughs> so we've got so much to talk about, but before we get started, Ten I guess- will be done. <laughs> <laughs> much more than that, I suspect. For anyone who isn't familiar with your work, and you are very well known, liked, and respected in, certainly in the UK uh, MSP community, can you give us a short history of your time in managed services? Because you've you've taken a sort of a winding road, haven't you? Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I've always been in tech um, since kind of leaving school, uh, working for technology businesses, making hard drives when they were 20 meg and 40 meg capacity. Um, then working in London for a big tech company before I moved to Manchester in 2006. And 2000, well, February 2006 was the birth of the MSP that um, I ran for 14 years. Um, so, yeah, it's MSP is really kind of what I know, what I've learned. Um, and the passion that I like to put throughout the community. Yeah, and shows, because we, we mentioned the, we'll talk more about community, but it's worth saying that uh, as well as the partner area lead at Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, uh, back in the day, we'll talk more about that, uh, but you also headed up the Northwest uh, SBSC group, we'll talk about that, and that is now yeah. the group that's sort of almost Phoenix from the Flames coming up and the Tech Tribe. <laughs> uh, you know, we saw an opportunity yeah. to partner with you uh, for that. But you went from you know a director uh, of a company, your MSP was acquired, and then now you know um, almost twelve months ago you were headhunted uh, by Cara uh, Technology, and with good reason. So I would say the <laughs> this is me looking from a friend from the outside. I would say it's you were headhunted in no small part due to the personal brand and reputation that you've built uh, around yourself. So tell us more about the personal brand, Robert Gibbons, and how that has evolved over the years. So going back, you know, when you do have a business and you're out networking, um, when you are in a room, you know, it's you talking to your prospects. You know, when you're on LinkedIn, it's your profile rather than the company profile. So instead of being a company name and a salesperson, I kind of changed it around to always being Rob at Cara, Rob at whatever. Um, And I just, on the social media side, the LinkedIn, the Facebook, everything like that, I just portrayed that it's fun. And that, I think, drew a lot of attention to who we were because technology and IT can be a bit boring. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, you know, on the IT support side, it's kind of a thankless task. You know, people ring up, can you get this working? Yes, we got it working. And they're off. You you know, they're doing their work. They've had a coffee break and you're forgotten about. Nobody ever phones up and says, great job, Rob. Nothing's (laughs) gone wrong today. (laughs) No, no. I mean, you know, you really do, you know, tech companies, we really do have to ask for testimonials, ask for reviews. Um, And I'm sure we'll come over that later on. But it was just trying to have fun. Um, engaging with other industries, engaging with solicitors and accountants in a social media world. Um, And I just much preferred engaging with people. Um, So although, you know, they may have uh, a social media account for the company, it's actually somebody's face 
as the profile rather than the company logo. Yeah. So you just feel more interactive. So I, I really built up quite a following of Rob. Um, and I'm, you know, very grateful for what I did. Yeah. You do awesome work. And, you know, going back to that point that you just made there, people have always done business with other people that they know, yep. like, and trust. I know this sometimes feels like an overused phrase, but it is absolutely true. Now, I think your personal brand has really accelerated that process of people firstly getting to know you and like you, or not, let's be yeah. honest here, because yeah, you yeah. want to work with people who want to work with you. I have not got with, some haters. <laughs> not with everybody, same here. Um, but also then the trust, so they get to see you, they get to, um, dare I say, sort of politely stalk you from afar, get to know who you are a little bit, and, um, and they trust you. Um, you do the videos, you do the social media, you know, you have a great reception. What has been the reaction, not from the IT community, because we're quite savvy to this, but what has been the reaction in your local business community here in the Northwest to your social media, to your videos and stuff? Um, the response has been really good. You know, there's uh, a lot of the videos that I've done just talking very basic about, uh, you know, what a ransomware is, what, um, how hackers have benefited from the likes of uh, you and I as consumers, um, how much money is spent on security products, how much money is spent on security awareness, and the great void between the two, um, you know, it's kind of trying to educate people in a non-scaring, beat them up about the topic yeah. in a nice way that actually they do understand. Um, tech, technology or IT, we can very quickly turn into jargon. And I think that's probably actually one of the benefits that I've got is, yes, I've been in IT. Yes, I've worked in technology for the far past 15, 16 years, um, but I'm not actually a technician. So I find it easier to talk to prospects at their level rather than if you've got a technician that comes in, they start talking techie and jargon and this and that, and the prospect looks lost. Yes. So I translate it into a, a more of an understanding topic. And I think that's probably the gift that the social has given me, that people are actually saying, oh, this is an IT guy that I actually understand. And he's having fun. I want to know more about them. Yeah. So you've got multiple presence online. I, you know, I've, I've known you for many years, so I know you across all the channels, but <laughs> I guess uh, a lot of people know you from LinkedIn. Um, yeah. and, and we'll include all of these links in the show notes, I should say. So don't worry about if you're listening at home, scribbling down. Um, where else do we find you online? Uh, you're on Twitter. Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'll, I'll announce it now because nobody knows this because I'm trying to... Um, I'm waiting for a particular time, but I have started a TikTok um, profile as well. You're on TikTok? Uh, yes, but I won't be doing any dancing or singing. <laughs> no dancing or singing, but I just thought, you, you know, um, TikTok is becoming really popular. You know, I'll go and get a profile on TikTok. Yeah. So yeah. follow it if you want. Um, 
and uh, wait and see what I put out. You might actually persuade me to install the TikTok app uh, <laughs> and have a look at it. So we'll include links to all of um, your social media on um, uh, in the show notes uh, here today. I think you know you, what you said about um, simplifying uh, technology uh, for people and talking to them as one business owner uh, to another and stuff really yeah, strikes a chord. I see you know uh, comments from your local business community on LinkedIn and things like that. You've built up that following again. The no like and trust for anybody listening to this seminar, and most folks, of course, listening to Tub Talk are um, owners of IT businesses, managed mm-hmm. service providers. And I'll be upfront and honest here if the idea of recording videos or even putting themselves out there is going to be absolutely terrifying to a lot of people, what would you say to them? Well, people say it's terrifying. And, you know, I think through the pandemic, it's we've been put in front of the camera a lot more than we probably had done before. True. So having Teams calls, Zoom calls, WebExes and stuff like that. And people say, oh, no, I can't get in front of the camera. I'm really scared about it. Well, I don't see that it's any difference between before the pandemic, going to meet a prospect, never have met them before. You're going into the business boardroom and you're pitching your business to the MD. You've never met him. Nothing. So what's the difference between that scenario and being in front of a camera where when you're in front of the camera, you can retake until you're happy. But if you're meeting a prospect for the first time and pitching a business, you've got one shot. So get in front of the camera, just do it. Yeah. You know, and um, Rob um, Rob, uh, from Keepable down south. Robert Bohr, yeah. Robert Bohr. um, You know, I've had many a conversation with him and we've laughed about our YouTube channels because he was very the same as me. We started with just a phone, you know, and then we progressed to having a camera. Then we progressed to having a microphone and a bit of green screen and stuff like that. But um, if you look back at our very first videos to our latest videos, the difference along the line is not what we've been taught, but it is what we have learned. So go and do it. You know, you've got to start somewhere. Just do it. And the technology shouldn't be a barrier to it. I mean, we're sat here today, and for any podcast geeks listening, you know, I've literally got a Rode uh, SC6 microphone, a a splitter in there, a couple of lapel microphones, and a smartphone. We're good to go. Um, You know, it's the same with uh, video, as you say. You've got a smartphone. get going with it and then learn from there so yeah for anybody you know listening to this uh go and check out uh robert gibbons uh, videos Uh, robert ball we mentioned is absolutely killing it at the moment with his privacy kitchen for anybody not familiar with uh sort of keepable go and check out privacy kitchen where robert talks about of all things gdpr (laughs) and privacy and if you're thinking that sounds like a yawn fest listen how uh robert uh, robert ball that is turns it into something absolutely fascinating i know you've interviewed Robert. Yeah, I, I interviewed yeah. Robert. And uh, the interview that I did for Robert, um, I gave him the video and he's put on his website and he said it's the, the high, I can't remember, it was the highest stat watched or the largest portion watched. And it's a, it's a really good 30 minute video. And I, I do ask, I ask Robert some really difficult questions, but, you know, he's just 
really great and he yeah. just bats back the answer he's, he's, a, he's a he's a top man really yeah. enjoy spending uh, time in his company we're not here to um to big up you know yeah. uh, yourself uh, robert anybody else you know the lesson i want people at home uh, listening to this to take away is you know you and I are just guys in the MSP industry started uh, uh, out and, and just got going with this technology, doing the videos, getting it out there. And, you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. The better Absolutely. you get it, the more people watch. The more people watch, the more you enjoy it and the more business you generate from it. So, yeah. I want to touch on LinkedIn again, though. Um, you're really active uh, on, on LinkedIn. You use it really, really well. Some of your posts make me smile. Others make me absolutely laugh out loud. And I mean that as a compliment <laughs> in a good way. You're always providing, I've, you know, I, before our interview today, I scrolled back through the, you know, the last dozen, uh, two dozen of your posts. All of your posts are either entertaining or educational, but typically both. So for listeners today listening, uh, what tactics would you share for MSPs wanting to leverage LinkedIn? Because I would say you are leading the field in this. Be original. Um, I think there's there's a lot there's a lot of information out there um, that you can go and collect from many of the other sites. Um, obviously, uh, Tech Tribe, CompTIA, um, all those kind of communities that are out there. There's a lot of information, um, and obviously, you know, BBC Tech News and stuff like that. Look at it, read the article, um, and then be original. Just try and think of something humorous that is a headline catcher because if you just copy and paste what they've put as a title, people are just going to scroll past it. Sure. Um, but yeah, again, you know, um, I've got a series of photos of myself and I don't mind, you know, putting silly photo up with a bit of a caption caption, um, and, uh, and putting the post out there because I think again, um, when you've got somebody that you know as a face, it draws more attraction than just a picture of a, a flower or a computer or yeah, a car stock or photo, something. that type of thing, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, being original and trying to make it humorous um, because, you know, we all need to, a bit of a laugh every now and again. Absolutely, more so than ever at the moment. I don't want to keep hammering on about the personal brands, but I did, I wanted to make an observation and see whether you agree with it. You know, we've talked about when you run the MSP, you were acquired, you know, worked for another MSP, then got headhunted. Uh, throughout all of this, you have put Robert Gibbons out there as a personality, as somebody mm -hmm. to do business, regardless of which company um, you were working with. Um, do you think that doing that, putting that personal brand out there, not only benefited you in the long term, but also benefited the companies that you were with? 100%. Absolutely. Um, and as you said, you know, part of the, when I was uh, available, being headhunted, um, I think it was because I was happy to be in front of the camera, because I was humorous, because I would put myself out there um, and not worrying about what the reaction would be because I knew it would be more positive than negative. Um, and the, the negatives that do come back, I do look at them and I, th I think, yeah, maybe, maybe they had a point. Um, or is it just a bit of jealousy? or just poking fun. So, you know, and there's not a lot of that because the stuff that I am sharing is, as you said, humorous and educational. So more people are learning from it. 
Um, so yes, it has benefited me because I'm getting followers, but it's benefited the business because you know there's turnover um, and there's business to be won. Yeah, we were talking. We were out at dinner last night with uh, Danny Boyle from uh, from <laughs> yes. Zen Software, and and Danny, like yourself, is a a rare wit on um, uh, LinkedIn and other yeah. platforms. And um, you know, one of our parties said to him, "Well, do you actually win any business as a result of this?" And he says, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, um, and again, it goes back to that no like and trust. You know, people read and laugh at Danny's jokes uh, and his shenanigans and things. Yet they still then say, "Oh yeah." Now that you know, joking aside, can we have a chat about? X piece yeah. of business or whatever. So it really does work that way. Oh, d definitely. I think, you, you know, if you were to go on any platform and just pitch, 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 pitch all the time, um, it would become pretty boring uh, and people would stop following you or paying any attention. The the kind of the... It's a difficult subject when you talk marketing and sales because they are kind of intertwined, but they like to be talked about separately. Um, and I think there is a kind of a 70-30, maybe 80-20, that if you can do the marketing humorously for 80%, pitch for 20%, um, you would have more followers. And certainly, you know, you're absolutely right. I used to do hashtag uh, bad joke Friday on a regular basis, and um, I gave that up. And uh, a couple of years ago, Danny had started doing his hashtag bad jokes. Um, and the interaction on the joke sides were far outweigh any of the interaction on the pitch <laughs> side but people want not only you know do they see the jokes but yes they'll want to work with those companies they want to work with those people they want to have relationships where you know if you're talking to the account manager they're going to have fun they're going to put a smile on your face yes it's enjoyable to work with um, and i think that's what makes you know what Danny and I've been doing, attractive. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it does work. And you know, I'm seeing more people in the MSP industry and certainly the IT industry as a whole who are getting hold of this, that social media doesn't have to be, you know, dour, boring. As you said, right at the top of our conversation, IT can be perceived as, if not, you know, as a really serious or boring industry. It doesn't have to be at all. There's lots of, no. you know, lots of fun that we can have. Let's move things along. Let's uh, change subjects a little bit and let's rewind and talk a little bit about community. So we're here mm -hmm. in person today because in, I'm looking at my watch now, in little under an hour, in fact, the newly launched uh, Tech Tribe Northwest peer group will kick off. Um, we're being hosted by the lovely people at Zen Internet. And um, for anyone who isn't familiar with these type of peer communities, how would you explain the benefits to them? Wow, that, that, that is a difficult question. Um, so I was introduced, when I first started um, Think4 in 2006, um, I needed some help from Microsoft. But if you are a, a newbie trying to talk to a huge corporate, you can't find the right person. You know, it's filling this form, filling that form. Are you a partner? Um, no, we weren't a partner. How do I become a partner? Sorry, I can only talk to you unless you are a partner. Um, but I did manage to catch up with uh, a couple of Microsoft people, um, Danny Evans and Chris Parks, and they introduced me to SBSC Northwest. Um, and I went along to a number of the meetings. And it was just refreshing to be in a room with other technology businesses that had similar pains to myself. 
and the, we all talked about it openly. Uh, and then there, there were a few others that were like, oh, we understand this, we understand that. And then it was just like a whole underground world of community that just opened up. And it was just fantastic to say, that, you know, I had these contacts from the communities that I could ring and say, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And people were helping. And when we were going through the communities, you, you know, we were obviously moving locations and stuff. And I just really, really enjoyed it. And the 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 fun that those meetings were um, and the way that it helped me drive the business forward. Um, the new people that I was being introduced to, the vendors, the tools, um, the quoting tools, the contracts, the T's and C's, uh, all the marketing material, all of that. It was, it was like a, a golden chalice. It, it was like the genie in the bottle. Um, and suddenly it was like, you know, when we were going to this community, I was taking some of the stuff away and I was putting it in practice. And if we were winning, you know, one new contract every other month, I suddenly started winning a new contract every three weeks. And then it was a new contract every week. And the business was growing, using new tools, additional services that I had to supply to my existing clients. And it, I honestly think that back in the early days, the community helped me drive the business forward a good couple of years in a very short period. Yeah, agreed. So, they, if, if I you know, can speak to my experience as an MSP owner as well, you and I have spoken privately about this a number of times, but for the benefit for anybody you know listening, when I ran my managed service provider business, we uh, joined a local peer group in the Midlands. You'll be very familiar Amit with it. Pro. Amit Pro, the Associations yep. of Mid Association of Midlands IT Professionals. Uh, and it was the group was run by uh, VJ Riot uh, and Andy Parks. Uh, Andy Parks of Ibit Solutions. Yeah. Guy Gregory, who's now at Microsoft, headhunted, yep. you know, for Microsoft to to head up some of their community efforts. Um, Amit Pro has long since sort of uh, gone to the wayside, but it really massively accelerated the growth of my business because all of a sudden instead of doing it on my own you know I could bounce ideas off other people and you know so it's not just a more fun way of doing things it's a much more profitable way of doing things yes but I will say now there's gonna be some people listening to this and they're <laughs> like Rob Richard what are you on about getting in a room with your competitors locally and talking about business this ain't gonna work what would you have to say to somebody like that Fine, don't come along then. <laughs> your 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 competitors that are in the room, if you don't want to come along, your competitors that are in the room are going to be leaps and bounds in front of you. Yeah. Because they're prepared to learn. So if you're not prepared to be in a room, you're not prepared to learn. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. And I would say to the point, the Tetri, why are we doing this now? Uh, not to make this an advert about the Tetri, because I certainly don't want it to be that. But Nigel Moore, the, our illustrious mm -hmm. leader of the Tech Tribe, he grew his MSP business before he sold it off the back of the learning that he did in the SMB IT Pro communities in Australia. Yeah. I grew my business off the back, my MSP business before I sold it off the back of Amit Pro and the small business specialist communities here in the UK, other peer groups. What happens and certainly, you know, the, the groups have dwindled away over the years for one reason or another. Um, and it's very difficult 
to you know commit the time to to running. I, th I think a, a there's, group. I think there are a lot less smaller IT companies, and there are so, some larger MSPs that yes. are out there. So, um, you know, we we've seen over the years, you know, three or four MSPs merge, um, and you, you know, again, these communities that are around. Um, a lot of the mergers are probably done from people in those communities liking each other, understanding yeah. each other's business and going, you, you know, well, your four employees, my five employees, let's get together. Yes. You, you know, and, yeah. and then there's less people around there. But, um, yeah, it is sad that there, there are less MSPs, but I don't think that the communities um, will die away. No. They are needed. Um, and... You know, for where I am as a business development manager for Cara Technology, uh, I now see communities in other industries. So there's yes. communities in insurance, there's communities in finance, there's communities in wealth management. So we're not alone in our industry having communities. Yeah, a rising tide lifts all boats. And you know, yep. when Nigel and I sort of got together with the uh, the Tech Tribe and Nigel's built this incredible uh, community that I'm along for the ride with, um, one of the first conversations we had was, there's, there's no user groups around anymore. Let's see what we can do. So genuinely, you know, what we're doing with the um, the, the Tech Tribe, um, uh, the local meetups is you don't have to be a tribe member to come along. Yep. It's not there to promote the tribe. You know, obviously we hope you take a look at it, but I think it's, um, you know, it will speak for itself, the, the value of it. But really, we just wanted people, MSPs, to get together in the room again and have conversations because the pandemic pretty much killed off any uh, sort of uh, communities uh, that were left. You and I taught this. We both use the Meetup app and we see there's lots of yeah. little technology communities but what we're talking about with the Tech Tribe local meetups is going back to the days where business owners get together and talk business in the room and help their businesses uh, grow. So not necessarily, uh, and I'm a, I'm a geek, you love the technology, <laughs> you know, we love to talk tech, but these, these meetups are not about, hey, let's talk about the latest tech. They're talking about, hey, let's talk about how we can grow our businesses. Yeah, you're absolutely right. As I said, you know, when I first got introduced to um, uh, the community back in the early days, it wasn't so much about the tech, but it was about marketing techniques. It was about quoting techniques, contracts, SLAs, what needs to be documented, how to document it and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's not all about the technology, the admin side of it, the, the technician side of it, but actually looking at us as or businesses as MSPs and helping those businesses be better. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about some other communities that are out there as well. So we mentioned okay. the Tech Tribe, the, um, yep. the SBSC, uh, Small Business Specialist Community, no longer really around, but um, you know, a precursor to what we're, you know, the meeting we're having tonight. You ran that group for, you've run that group ten for years. like 10 years ten plus. Years, yeah. uh, so thank you, a public thank you for, for all that you've done there. I've come up and spoke at that group a few times. You have? For two reasons. The people are brilliant. <laughs> but secondly, you put together some awesome pizzas. <laughs> that we well, I didn't do the pizzas. Uh, yeah, you know, we got, we got those pizzas in. But yeah, the I mean, back in the the days of SBSC, yes, um, it, you know, I think the Northwest really championed uh, the community. I had driven that very well through the the other communities and the networks and the vendors, um, and the vendors were queuing up. 
to come and present. You know, at some stages I had a, a 10 month waiting list. For obvious reasons, yeah. Um, and I think the, the best or one of the accolades that I kind of got from Microsoft was Microsoft launched a tech night uh, and they asked or I got a call from Microsoft saying, could we launch tech night at SBSC Northwest? Um, and it was just amazing. Uh, I mean, it, it, you know, that was just a fan, fantastic night. Um, I think there was 57 people uh, in the room. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the pizza bill was huge. But, <laughs> but you know, worth it. Thank, thank you, Microsoft, for picking that up. I but, know. And uh, we, we had, you know, you know, back in the day, we had Microsoft and, and from other vendors. They weren't speaking or anything. They'd just come along to the meetings because it was just a cool place to hang out with, you know, MSP yeah. owners and get a feel for what's going on. I'll give a shout out as well for another, you know, community that's been really influential on both of us, and that's the CompTIA UK yes. channel community. So whether you're listening to this in the UK, in um, Europe, you've got the Benelux group. In the USA, you've got you know all the different CompTIA groups uh, that uh, that meet up virtually or in person over there. If you're not familiar with CompTIA, they're like a, almost like a trade association for the uh, for the IT industry. Um, but the events they put together are really really strong, aren't they? Again, again, we were talking about this last night. Um, you know, if you are a tech company, you are aware of CompTIA because of the CompTIA A plus. You should be. Yes. You should be. Yes. You, you know, your technician should be uh, getting those badges. Um, you, you know, and the technical education side, the tutorials, the exams are absolutely fantastic. You, you know, I can't speak for them highly enough. And it's a very good starting point for anybody that wants to start in the world of technology. But the other side is the community, the, the CompTIA side of things. Um, where we meet up, or you know, pre-pandemic, we met up um, three times a year. They put on a two-day event down in London um, with some fantastic keynote speakers. Um, I always remember seeing um, Karen Brady. Yeah. Um, uh, and just you know, her life. I know it's not techie, but her life through owning Birmingham Football Club and stuff like that. And there was just a couple of things that she said, she, you know, she never accepted the word no. If she was told no, she walked away and she just found a different route to yes. And I have to say, I think that's one of the things that I do a lot. If somebody tells me no, fine, I get it. But I'll look at an alternative route and do, you know, and get what I want. Um, but the, the, again, you know, we talk about Tech Tribe, CompTIA, um, these meetups, just having a drink, talking to peers uh, that are there, that have been through it, that, you know, their businesses may be a little bit older and they, everyone's there, like-minded people sharing advice, seeing some of the vendors, having conversations with them, building up the relationships. At these events, you know, the vendors aren't there pitching their products, but they're just, you know, saying, if you need support, we're here, give us a call. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of, we, well, we talk about cuddling, but it is in our industry, um, you know, if you need to speak to somebody and get some help or get some advice or just have a sounding board, um, you know, there are people there that will give you that time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even I... As a, as a director of a business, um, you need to be mentored. 
and I had those people there giving me that time, that bit of mentoring, and it was it was just fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I think we you know we won't beat you listeners. We won't beat the listeners over the head with this anymore because some people get community. Yeah, other people don't. don't. But for anybody who's on the fence listening to this and thinking. You know, I can't believe there'd be other IT companies out there that would help mentor me, help my business grow. You're speaking to two MSP, you're hearing from two MSP owners now who've been there, done that, and had that support from people. I think it's probably fair to say who are a lot smarter than us, wildly (laughs) successful, but have given freely of their time and experience to help us grow our businesses. So please, you know, if you're listening to this on my blog, I keep a list of uh, user groups in uh, the UK and Europe. Um, Just do a a Google for user groups local to you. You are bound to find something. So I'll move things forward. I want to touch on something you you said there. And I think at this point, it's clear to listeners that you're an affable guy. You're easy to get along with. You are and that's one of the reasons you are so well-liked and respected within our industry. I've never heard anybody who's had a bad word to say about you, although there's still time. Um, <laughs> but you're also somebody in our industry who has become a friend to the MSP vendor community. You touched on it a couple of times already. Um, there's lots of MSPs that I know, uh, and this is not making judgments, but their relationships with vendors can be very confrontational, can be very spiky, and they see vendors as being somebody that they've got to, not use is too strong a word perhaps, but it's something that they have to um, toe a hard line with the vendors to get what they want. Tell me a bit about the vendor relationships you've cultivated and why you spend time with these vendors. Okay, Um, why do I spend time with the vendors? Because I want to get the most out of the product. You know, for example, Microsoft have a fantastic desktop application called Outlook, okay? If you look up the percentage, um, how much people use Outlook, it's said that we only use about 15 to 20% of it. And if you're paying for a product, you're paying for 80% and not using it. So why do they make it? So I am a big believer in Whoever we're using, learn everything about the product. If they've got courses or a university, go and do them. You know, um, for the technicians, if we're using, uh, let's, as one of them, as an example, is IT Glue, you know, let's go and do the courses on IT Glue. Let's go and get that badge. Let's go and print that badge, put it on a frame, hang it on the the wall in the office. Um, Because if they don't know it and they're fumbling through as they're trying to do some work, it's going to take them longer. If they have learned it and a call comes in, it's straight away, I know how to do that. And that call could be closed down in half the amount of time. Plus also, you know, if you do go out and do all the courses and you show the vendor that you are trying to use the product to the best of its ability, they're going to want to help you more. So th- there's a two-way factor on that. Um, and then, you know, we all know vendors have got MDF funding. Yeah. So MDF, that's just collect for marketing development funds. Yes. So if you're working really well with the vendor and you've got a great relationship um, and you say, hey, I'm looking at doing this event. I need some help. 
you've done the courses, you've built a relationship up, of course they're gonna say yes. If you don't have a relationship with a vendor and it literally is transactional of they've invoiced me for this product and we've paid it, but I've not done any of the exams, I'm not speaking to the account manager and I've never got time to liaise with the vendors, when you need help, are they gonna help you? No. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, doing a bit of legwork first and the rewards will come. Yeah. What, what message would you have, <clears throat> excuse me, for those MSPs who I mentioned have got maybe a more confrontational or abrasive relationship with the vendor partners? Um, you know, for anybody listening to this, perhaps uh, the, you know, they get a phone call from their vendor account manager, they see it on the DDI and they think, oh, he's just going to want to, or she's going to want to sell me something, I'll ignore the call. You know, what message would you give to MSPs who don't feel like it's worth their investment in vendor relationships? Take that chip off your shoulder, put it aside, speak to the vendors. Um, yes, they are going to want to upsell to you. Just the fact that we want to upsell to our customers. But if you're not being upsold to, you can't then go and do the upselling. <laughs> yes. Because you haven't got the new products to sell. So um, I would probably say that out of all my accounts, and the vendors that I use, um, I've got as good a relationship with the vendors as my customers. And I think that is absolutely key because if I've got a good relationship with the vendors, they're telling me things up front. Maybe I, you know, it's not been released yet, but hey, you've got six months ahead of notice of other MSPs. Um, and you can start work on having conversations with your other clients. Um, and as I said, you know, the, the amount of times that we've done some webinars um, around cyber awareness and cyber, um, cyber security training. And it's great to say, you know, we're doing a webinars, you know, you're one of our top customers, come along. It's not me pitching, we've actually got the vendor. And the customers and the vendors then on the same webinar, it's just, it's really good and it just shows that we as a business have a very good relationship with the vendors, with our customers, and that whole triangle, it does work. Yeah. If you don't have that, and you're trying to sell to your customers more product, you've not got a relationship with the vendor, the vendor's not gonna come on a webinar, you've got to do it yourself, you might stumble, you might sell it wrong, they might have some technical questions and you can't answer them and then you've got to get back to them. It, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel smooth. You know, it, as I said, if you're on a webinar and you've got the vendor on the webinar and a technical question goes over, you might not be able to answer, but the vendor's going to answer it there and then. Yeah. And it helps, you know, and I would say probably, you know, when we've been pitching for business and if we do send over a proposal, um, it cuts down that approval time greatly. You, you know, if you've got director, you, one of your clients, the director of the business and the vendor, done the webinar, fantastic, brilliant. Yeah, send me a proposal, Rob. Um, you know, that afternoon, the next day, send a proposal and it's pretty much signed off. You don't have to keep chasing it saying, you know, what's the problem? What's the problem? Um, 
it's it's yeah it, yeah it works it sounds so obvious it's the same model i used to use within my business where we partnered with the vendors to you know to sort of de- deliver solutions from that perspective i'm hoping that what what you've shared here today gives a lot of listeners who perhaps don't have that relationship with their vendors pause for thought and say okay might be able to turn this around yeah um what i would also say um and i think you know one of the things we'll probably talk about later um in the gathering is have a look at the tool set that you've got as an msp and do you have too many tools do you have too many suppliers vendors could you cut down two or three different vendors and actually get all the tools from one vendor. So to consolidate some of your so tools there. Consolidate, yeah. yeah, consolidate down, build up the relationship with the vendor, but then you've got more opportunities through your prospects and your clients. That's that's a great piece of advice. And while we're talking about tools, I know you keep your finger on, on the pulse of what's going on in the industry. What are the tools and solutions that you're seeing in the MSP market that are exciting right now? Are there any vendors we should be keeping an eye on? Um... Yeah, can I keep them secret for a year whilst I like <laughs> learn and sell them first? Be ahead of the game. I know that's not in your nature, is it? You're you're no. going to blurt it out anyway. So yeah, uh, it's it's funny actually because I was talking to uh, an MSP who's actually uh, coming up to visit tonight uh, from the Midlands, um, and through the pandemic, I think there's a lot of things people could have done, should have done, maybe didn't. Um, you know, it was, have a look at your business. Have a look at the tools that you're using now, and then put all that thought aside. Okay, blank mind, blank piece of paper. Um, you're going to set up a brand new business. That brand new business. What tools would you have in that brand new business? How would you go about trying to create a business and look at it, and then you know, mirror it to. Well, not mirror it because it's not going to mirror, um, but have a look at what you've got now and how different they are and which vendors as well. You know, we, we've got some new vendors coming through the ranks um, the last two or three years. So, you know, some of the big box shifting distributions that we've been dealing with and used to dealing with buying hardware and selling. But now it's all a subscription world. So Microsoft CSP, um, you know, Google, Amazon, Microsoft Azure, all those kind of things. So we're looking at suppliers that will supply us on a monthly basis rather than an annual license or a three-year license. So much more of that subscription. So have a look out there because there are a number of and I don't want to use the word distributions because no, it's not, not quite distis anymore, are they? I, yeah, I was speaking not, to the team not, at yeah, they're at, not brokers at Pax Eight. I was speaking and uh, and at Geocom, who are yeah. two great examples of it. They're not distributors; they are MSP partners, yes, uh, or a cloud marketplace place for a want of a better word. Yeah, yeah. So you know, have a look at those, and obviously, you know, we're here um, in Zen Software's boardroom, yeah. so you know they've got a model. Um, uh, you know, one of the ones that I kind of uh, grew up with was Zsphere before mm-hmm. they became QBS. Um, you, you know, there, there's, as I say, Pax8 have come into the UK. Um, you just need to have a look at who they are. Yeah. But, you know, also have a look at the RMM tool side of things. 
Um, there are a lot of tools that are around and I think some of them have disappeared. There's new ones coming through. Um, you know, we've obviously we've got ConnectWise who merge with Continuum. We've got Autotask who can, um, merged with Datto. We've got Kaseya who have got ID Agent, IT Glue, um, and many other tools. So, you know, have a look at that side as well. So, you know, if you're, as I said, you know, a brand new business, you probably wouldn't take Continuum with a bit of ConnectWise, or not ConnectWise, um, with a bit of Kaseya, with a, a bit of Barracuda or, you know, it's too many different portals and stuff sure. like that. So, you know, as you said, consolidate down. Mm. So have a look at the, the, the RMM, the PSA. Have a look at the, um, the MSP broker supplier side of things. So really, you, you know, if you were to have a brand new business, I think you've got two key vendors that you need to work with. Yeah. So instead of working with, you know, eight or 10, that probably most MSPs that are over 10 years old have got that, Yeah. you know, consolidate it down, work with two and maximize it. Absolutely yeah. maximize it. That's really good advice because so many um, MSPs who have been doing this for a little while, they've got a sprawling um, catalog of, uh, of tools and things. So really good advice. We've got to fly. Um, we? We've got to. We've got to host the first Tech Tribe <laughs> Northwest right. meetup. Jesus, <laughs> are, are you excited for it? Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I really, really am. I mean, um, you know, having done SBSC Northwest for ten years, meeting every month, um, you know, I've got to know a lot of people. The pandemic, you know, it's been very quiet. Um, the the communities, I think, have been hurt because of the pandemic side yes. of things. So, so yeah, getting the first face-to-face -face gathering going tonight, um, yeah, I'm truly excited about. And we're sold out. We are sold out. Yep. Um, we've sold out. We've had a few people cancel. We had a, a waiting list of seven people. So uh, I think two of the waiting lists are lucky, lucky folk, and they're coming yeah. along tonight. So yeah. Um, it will be good. Uh, we're obviously at Zen Internet, um, COVID restrictions. Uh, we've got capacity in the room. But once I think we get over the COVID restrictions and we can have a bigger room, if the appetite is there, then we can grow and grow. So um, we're, we're at, uh, I think, 16 tonight, um, but we can go up to 50 and then we can go up to 90. Yeah, but um, yeah. I have no doubt we will get there, <laughs> having been to some very big meetings. And for anybody listening to this, if you're interested in any of the, the you know the local user groups that we talked about, or indeed the Tech Tribe uh, groups, and again, full disclosure, I'm a part of the uh, the Tech Tribe business with uh, Nigel, but it's not an advert for the Tech Tribe. It is literally Nigel, myself, Robert, so many people that you were here on this podcast grew their business off the back of peer collaboration and these communities. So what we're trying to do with the Tech Tribe user groups is, um, you know get them kickstarted again and get people coming along and having the conversations that we know will grow their business. Um, if anybody wants to connect with you and continue the conversation, Robert, I'm not going to ask you to list all the different channels, but <laughs> if, uh, if there was a, a preferred way of them finding you, what would it be? Um, probably LinkedIn. So uh, uh, it's linkedin.com slash IN slash Robert Gibbons. Yeah. So uh, yeah, is is my name. 
um, or just, you know, search Robert Gibbons. Robert uh, Gibbons MSP, you will find you everywhere. Yeah, pretty and much And soon there. to be on TikTok as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, any other platform, then it's normally Robert at Cara, and that's C-A-R-A. Um, so, yeah, you know, get in contact, drop me a message. Always happy to help. Um, always happy to take phone calls. Rob, you are a legend, my friend. Uh, let me say a public thank you for everything you've done for SBSC community. And many people listening won't know what that means, but let's just <laughs> let you know that communities like the Tech Tribe, uh, CompTIA, others would not exist without people like Robert to, to lead the groups. You have been a force for good in the MSP industry, so a public thank you from me to you. And I know you are going to make some more fans from uh, from people listening to this as well. Yeah, and I must say, you know, thank you very much for uh, interviewing me. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, I know it's been one that you've asked several times and I've normally backed down, but as you were kind of in the neighbourhood <laughs> and you were coming along, I felt that, um, you know what, as it's face-to-face -face podcast and not over Zoom, we'll do this one. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been an honour to be on it. Thank you. Uh, the honour is all ours. Thank you so much, Robert Gibbons. That concludes today's podcast. You and I are going to go out for a curry tonight, right? We are indeed. I can't Apparently, wait uh, the cheese naan's a thing. You're going to introduce me to a cheese naan? I'm going to introduce you to a cheese naan. Right. Okay. <laughs> we will leave you on that bombshell. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the latest episode of Tub Talk. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tubblog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. This episode of Tub Talk is brought to you by Linode. Visit linode.com forward slash Tub Talk and see why Linode has been voted the top infrastructure as a service provider by both G2 and Trust Radius. From their award-winning support, offered 24 by 7 by 365 to every level of user, to ease of use and setup, it's clear why developers have been trusting Linode for projects both big and small since 2003. Linode offers the industry's best price-to-performance value for all compute instances, including shared, dedicated, high memory GPUs and their upcoming bare metal release. Linode makes cloud computing simple, affordable and accessible, allowing you to focus on your customers, not your infrastructure. Visit linode.com forward slash tubtalk and create a free account with your Google, GitHub or email address and you'll get $100 in credit. That's linode.com forward slash tubtalk for $100 in credit. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary 
diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.